All right. Hygiene Elevated Conversations and Innovations. We've got um, Julie Looker here, the woman behind <laughs> Hygiene Glow, which um, is a very new hygiene apparel company. And so we are very excited to get to um, know a little bit more inside to Julie and the history of the company. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me. Absolutely. Um, okay, Julie, can you tell us um, a little bit about your dental hygiene journey and what's inspired you to start the apparel company? Sure. So my journey kind of started in high school. Um, I had a real passion for dentistry. I realized I had a passion for dentistry after um, many years of orthodontic work. And here I am back in orthodontics again. <laughs> but um, I was getting my uh, six month cleaning with my hygienist. And she was like, well, you know, you've been with us for a long time. Like, why don't you come shadow us and see if you like hygiene. And since you've had so much orthodontic work and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am interested in this. So I did, and I fell in love with it. So I knew from high school that I wanted to be a hygienist. Um, and so then I went to uh, Northern Arizona university to get my bachelor's in hygiene because I knew that I not only wanted to be a hygienist, but I also wanted the option of teaching like in a clinical setting. So in order to do that, you probably want to get your bachelor's. Um, so I did that. I graduated in 18 and then I worked as a temp for a year um, until I found my first full-time job that I worked for for a few years. And then I left that job and then I am working at the same job I'm at now. So it's been five years out of school. Um, and then I had the opportunity to actually teach last January through May during the school year. So that was really fun. Um, and then that led me to here, you know, uh, working full time is really, can be really tough on you and on your, on your back. So I'm trying to, you know, cut down a little bit and also have this as like a side hustle. Um, to bring in income. And that's kind of where we're at right now. I love that. That's like one thing led to the next. <laughs> you were inspired by the hygienist and then I, I just love it. I love that. A, story. Long, a long journey to get here. <laughs> I Hello. was slightly inspired by my hygienist as well. I didn't have extensive ortho but I distinctly remember, like, I loved my hygienist. She was, like, always seemed like she was having a good time at work. But mm -hmm. I, for whatever reason, remember, like, one of the marking moments. I remember a commercial for extra gum that, like, claimed it didn't stick to your bridge work. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is it even talking about? I just, like, I, for whatever reason, that piqued my curiosity in dentistry. I never inquired about that to my hygienist because I was like, I don't think I have any bridge work in my mouth. So I'm not concerned about it, but good to know. So I just remember my hygienist as a kid was like the prettiest blonde, like beautiful blonde Barbie. <laughs> and her name was Crystal. And she had these gorgeous blue eyes and like the longest eyelashes. And I'm like, I want to be like her. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just, she's like, you know, total role model. So I think just all that coming together. I'm like, Ugh, you're just, you're just great. <laughs> well, Julie, um, let me ask you, how do you envision this dental hygiene merch um, in, impacting like the lives of other dental providers or their patients? Like what are your, your goals or visions for this? 
I think it's just fun to have something that represents your career in a fun way because hygiene, as you know, can be really taxing on your body. It can be mentally taxing. You know, you come home from a long day of people not wanting to be there. And, and so sometimes you think like, oh, why am I doing this? But then when you have such like a fun shirt, um, it just reminds you of like why you're doing this, why dental hygiene is fun. It just makes a difference. And I like to think that I could wear it at work, start like a conversation with some patients. They say, hey, what's on your shirt? You know, and then you can talk about, you know, why, why this is a funny like dental joke. Um, or like even just wearing it out on the street, someone could comment on your shirt if they don't understand it. Or, hey, that reminds me, like I need to go to the dentist. And you could strike up a conversation with them um, and talk about it and potentially bring somebody into the practice. You never know. So um, I think it could be like an educational thing for people as well as just something fun and something lighthearted. Speaking of fun and lighthearted, I love your newest Barbie one. Oh, the thank one you. Hygiene. I was like, that's a great one. Thank I always you. like if I'm trying to create something, I'm like too literal sometimes. I'm like, okay, what in dentistry starts with B? And all I could think was brush. And I was like, that yeah. looks dumb. So <laughs> Brushy, your hygiene yeah. <laughs> one is great. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I showed it to our assistant who is going to, um, she's in the process of getting her prereqs for hygiene school mm -hmm. and she's super into Barbie right now. And so she was like, oh, I'm buying that. So oh, I'm sure that's she awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking I was, the first shirt that I did was like dental hygienist and it was super long. Yeah. And I had actually um, like taken away the, so I did like the Barbie profile you know, mm -hmm. and I, I had taken like the ponytail off because a lot of hygienists don't wear a ponytail. They just have a bun. Mm -hmm. And so I took that off and I put the bun on and I'm like, I don't know if like people are going to get this. Here's like a, like the first one. Oh, it's fun. So it was like the first kind that I did, but it didn't uh, actually sell. So when I took the bun off and did just the ponytail, then I started getting a bunch of sales. So I think people weren't recognizing it as like, hygienist barbie barbie oh, okay. um, yeah and then once i changed the font to just hygienist like i think more people got it so yeah that was fun though but thank you that's awesome yeah. i'm glad to hear I some positive reviews love it yeah. i've been eyeing the barbie stuff i'm wearing your um smoky the flossy the bear only you can prevent <laughs> gingivitis or gum disease on the back um when amanda and i went to the convention out in Tennessee and we were flying back. This happened to be the shirt I was wearing in the airport. And because other people in the airport were leaving the convention, I had a lot me like, where did you get that? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, let me tell you where I got it. I'm like, Free Whoa. advertisement. Thanks, Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Let's see. So Julie, what are some of the like unique or creative designs that you've incorporated other than the Barbie and the Flossie the Bear that I've got on? Um, well, it seems to be a fan favorite is the Feeling Loopy uh, shirt and wine tumbler. And so for <laughs> yeah. those of you who don't know what it is, it's it looks like this. Oh, um, and it started on like a wine tumbler. And I was like, what could be funny on like a wine glass? Like I have one wine glass that says scale all day, then rosé, 
Um, and I was like, that's funny. So then I'm like, oh, loopy, oh, hygienist loopy. So then I put this on the, the glass or the tumbler and people seem to like it. So I put it on a shirt and then people seem to like that. So that's my best selling one. I think it's just like silly and punny and it appeals to hygienists and dentists. So it's probably why. Um, I also made like this, this one, it's kind of a silly, oh, turn it around. Oh, much better, much yeah. better visual. Yeah. So it says big arches dental fan club. So obviously it's like a play off of um, the arches in Utah, but it's supposed to be like a subtle, silly dental thing. So it's not like that straight up in your face. So but... subtle, so subtle. Like I think you were describing it and I was like, oh, arches. I thought yeah. you were just kind of doing like national park themes or something. And yeah. then I was like, okay, I, I guess. And then uh, arches. Yeah, we I don't know. It, it might time. be a little far fetched, maybe. I don't know, but it still gets people. I think it's like, clever. Like, why does it? Why does it say dental fan club? And you'd be like, you know, like big arches, and people yeah. are like, okay, uh -huh. <laughs> okay, yeah, we get it, we get it. No, I'm your, you like your Utah fan base. I knew exactly yeah. what this was. <laughs> like, <immediately>. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I should just move to Utah because I've got the flossy bear, I've got the arches, <laughs> like I've got all these nature things. Like maybe I'm just belonging in Utah. No, I no, I want to point out, Smokey the Bear is New Mexico. He is a oh. little bear cub that survived New Mexico, which I'm from New Mexico. So you're actually representing both of us very well. In oh well, I need to make an Arizona one then. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other ones I did, like I just like punny shirts. Um, so one is like born to debride, and it has like a little skull with wings, like uh, born to ride, like the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think of like funny keywords thing. I'm like, how can I make this dental related? Like what's a silly joke and then turn it into a shirt. So most of them are funny. Um, but I like funny stuff. So I'm probably going to keep doing it that way. I just like, you know, like kitschy things. Well, I think that goes to like the lighthearted nature of the business. I mean, I, yeah, totally. I don't want to say there's like too much technical stuff out there, but I think those like funny puns or like ways to incorporate like Barbie pop culture mm -hmm. into um you know something that can be perceived as very boring or technical mm -hmm. is a really fun lighthearted way to like reach especially gen z right like my yeah. our little <laughs> assistant who's like Barbie, like yeah but yeah no she's very excited about it so that's awesome i think it's fun Definitely. yeah yeah i'm not super into like the whole like not that it's bad, but I've seen shirts where it's like, I'm hygienic, dental hygienist, like I'm a care, I don't know, the serious thing. Like I, I can see the appeal of it, but my mission is just to have like a lot of fun and be really lighthearted. So. I, I'm kind of thinking too, like, I love the, on the note of like being lighthearted. Um, it's hard to be angry or frustrated or upset when you've got like a really cool fun shirt on. <laughs> like... mm -hmm. You just got to look in the mirror and be like, oh, yes, only I can prevent gum disease. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fun. So going back to your career, um, not that this isn't your career, but the career that has kind of brought you into this phenomenal side hustle that you're kind of blessing the rest of us with so that we can um, enjoy. 
what has been some of the more um, gratifying parts of your job? Because you work in education as well. Um, mm -hmm. What have you enjoyed with being in education? I I just really like encouraging. Are you talking about like students or just patients and students alike? I would say I would say more students in the education okay. realm of things. Sorry, not clinical, but like in the education realm. I just really. Uh, like, like I said, having fun with things. Um, when I was in hygiene school, it was really hard on me. Like my, my instructors were pretty tough, pretty brutal. Um, and so that was one thing, one reason why I wanted to go into education is to show the students like, Hey, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes, like encourage them. Um, and so that's where I found like a lot of passion for education is just showing them like the great things about everything and just being understanding. Um, and then a lot of times, if you don't understand what you're learning, it can be incredibly frustrating. And so I just like to to open that to patients and students to be like, you know, if you understand it, you might like it more. Um, and I'm still that way, like with my patients, you know, like people seem to be really scared of the dentist. And it's, I think it's because they don't understand what we're trying to give them and the quality of care we're trying to give them. And so that's kind of where I come from with that. That's, I think that's a great, great motivation yeah. for that. Because I definitely had some fairly old school, tough mm -hmm. hygienists, which, you know, it's great. It, it definitely helps prepare me. But it would have been nice to, I don't know, have somebody that could, like, speak directly to you, not down to you, but to mm -hmm. you where mm -hmm. you're at. So yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Just being mindful of, like, they're going through a really hard time. And like you might understand it, you've gone through the process, but you need to have compassion for these students because this is the first time they're learning these things. And um, it's incredibly frustrating and they just they just need encouragement. So mm -hmm. I, I really tried to focus on that when I was instructing, it's just being encouraging because I want them to love their job. I don't want them to go into the hygiene field thinking, you know, ugh, like this is so hard. Like everything has to be so perfect and I have to be perfect. and all these things is just like, no, give yourself some grace. You're, you're a human, you're a professional, you know, but give yourself some grace. So I think that helped a lot of the students gain their confidence when they were graduating is like, I can do this, you know, instead yeah. of getting beaten down. <laughs> yeah. I had a conversation um, today um, at my office. We have a, a brand new doctor. He just graduated this year. And I have not asked him how old he is, but I, I can't imagine he's past 30. Um, <laughs> and he's super great. I love him so much. But um, he was just saying how he's really starting to feel the fatigue when he goes home of just like having to be on all the time of mm -hmm. like having high energy and like you have to be on with every patient. And I'm like mm -hmm. something. Uh, this is kind of a side note off of Hygiene Glow, but just a side note conversation that we had. I told him like, you don't have to be on and be this high energy person for every patient. Not every patient wants your high energy. Like <laughs> yeah. you have to know like the type of patient, like the office that I was at uh, back in New Mexico, we focused on like four main personality types and you have your analyticals, you have your very technical, you have your patients that like will tell you their whole life story before you ever touch their mouth. <laughs> and then you have patients that just like want to sit back and think about things for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
those patients all do not want the same thing from you. Like mm -hmm. some of them don't care about your family for half a second, you know, just like they don't care about that side of it. Like they just want to know that you're qualified to be in their mouth. Like they don't need you to be happy and peppy. They just want to feel confident. I was like, and so, mm -hmm. so much of it, like you don't have to give more than the patient wants from you. Right. And just that level of burnout. Um, yeah. And so he was like, I've never heard that. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah. Did I just read, yeah. To a read the room. Yes, you did. Think, I think I actually said read the room. Like, just know your patients. Like, not everybody needs you to be high mm -hmm. energy, and that's mm -hmm. too draining for you. So, anyway, it was a good conversation, and I think he loves me. So, in a platonic yeah. way, he's like, "Thank <laughs> you so yeah. much for telling me that." <laughs> I don't yeah. have to be so perfect no. all the time. It's a hard job for an extrovert too, especially because people are, are expecting you. You know, most people are expecting you to just chat, chat their ear off, and sometimes you're just so tired, and you're just like, yeah. "Okay," and open. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, anyway, <clears throat> back to back to our conversation. Back to the question. Yeah. So how did you set up your business? Because you're online. Have you ever done like a pop-up store or anything like that? Or are you pretty much exclusively online? So everything is online. It's all e-commerce, drop shipping. Um, the, I actually attempted to do an online t-shirt business last year around August or something. And I didn't really have like a niche. I just thought, well, I'll make a bunch of funny, clever t-shirts. And so because Halloween was rolling around, I thought, well, it'd be a good idea to do Halloween shirts because that's what people are going to be searching in the next couple of months. So I made like a ton of different Halloween shirts. I spent like way too much time on this. I set up my Shopify store. I didn't want to do Etsy because there's a lot of competition on Etsy um, and your product could get lost in the mix. So I thought I'll do Shopify. I'll do my own shirts. And uh, I wasn't really selling anything because I didn't have like a niche boiled down. And I also had like an Instagram for the shirts, but I didn't know who to follow because it's like, how do you follow people for just like Halloween shirts? So um, I ended up closing that shop after a month um, and kind of like gave up on the idea for a little while until this. February or March of this year, I was like, you know what? No, I want to try this again because I really enjoyed making the shirts. I just needed, I needed to focus in on an audience. And so I thought, well, whatever, whatever better niche to do than dental hygiene. Cause I am very well versed in hygiene. So I started again, I bought an iPad. I went to Costco. It was on sale, it was still oh. like, you know, 500 bucks, but still it was on sale. <laughs> and, um, I downloaded this art program called procreate and basically you get like an apple pencil and it's like a digital art interface and so i started drawing all of my designs instead of using canva and that kind of thing um because i wanted to steer clear of like any copyright issues so you can use canva to an extent but you just have to be careful if you do it like all of your artwork is from Canva, then you could potentially run into some issues. But if you use like pieces of it, then it should be fine. Um, but anyway, I started drawing all my own things. Um, then I knew who to follow because now I had a niche. So I followed people who followed like RDH magazine. So I knew that I was following hygienists, you know, and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So it was a lot easier to get an audience with 
with a smaller niche. And so now I have, I think like 1600 followers. Um, I follow like 4,000 people, but you know, <laughs> it's a slow process, but mm -hmm. um, I've made quite a few sales and almost all of them are through Instagram. So that's my main source of advertising, I guess. Was that your question? I, I don't remember your original question. <laughs> I just started going off. I don't either, but it was all good information. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I had tried, well, I'm still in the process of trying to do a sticker shop, but um, I'm not doing it through Instagram. I was trying to do it through Etsy and yes, definitely. There's so much, mm -hmm. which is cool. Like, it's amazing that there's so many options, but it's just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so, 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 so much. Yeah, so, you got to start somewhere, though. I think I think for yeah. stickers, Etsy is a fantastic place to start. And uh, you just need to advertise the heck out of your your Etsy on Instagram. And Lord knows there's plenty of hygienists that love stickers. So you won't, yeah. you know, you won't have a problem finding people. And I'll be one of the first to follow you if you do. So <laughs> you should do it. Thank you. I'll probably yeah. keep it through the curvy scaler um oh yeah whenever that yeah and comes. you already have a good following so you i don't mm -hmm. think you'd have a problem getting people at all hopefully it's the people that like... have etsy that they don't oh. do any advertising that have a really hard time making organic sales yeah i feel like i now have an excuse to get an ipad because i have a mac but i can't procreate mm -hmm. yep <laughs> i know <laughs> I was like, what what other thing can I use this MacBook for besides Procreate? Because I feel like that's a big investment for this. But now I read books on it and I can watch Netflix on it. So I'm like, okay, like I justified my purchase oh. over three times. So it's all good. I might, I, okay, I think I can justify it now because my husband and I take road trips and yeah. and we take it in our camper. So I feel like we can watch movies or something on our camper, mm -hmm. well, yeah. on the iPad. Yeah, you'll turn into a full-blown iPad kid at the restaurants and be playing on your little iPad. <laughs> we try not to. We try not to be those people because, yeah, sometimes you look around and you're like, ugh, what's their life like? They're just on their iPhones, like, doing whatever, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll say drawing on the Procreate is pretty addictive. So you might find yourself, like, in public drawing. So <laughs> you, you just never know. Do you feel like you are naturally a creative person? Like you like to doodle? Cause I, I don't feel that way, but I want to create, but I don't feel like I'm very good in the artistry side of things. I would say that I am pretty creative. I was definitely like in my peak creativity in high school cause I was doing art classes and stuff like that uh -huh. and um, getting like training and painting and drawing and stuff. I kind of fell off in college cause of school um, and so that was another thing is like, I was kind of itching for creativity. And so me getting back into it, it takes me a long time to create something so simple, like, like this, you know, when it, that probably, is not simple. <laughs> it's so not simple. I feel like it's pretty simple, but it takes me a long time to do it. And so I'm like, I think I just need some practice, but I would say that naturally I'm pretty creative. Um, I definitely need like inspiration. A lot of times, like I'll have to ask mm -hmm. friends, be like, what's a funny, like, what do you think I should put on a shirt, you know, and, and then feed off of that. But um, for the most part, yeah, I'd say I'm like more, yeah. My whole family is a family of artists. So I'm hoping that their genes oh, are gonna wow. come through me. <laughs> so that's the trick. That is the yeah. trick, have a family of artists and yeah. buy an iPad. Mm, exactly, the iPad, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, Julie, you mentioned you're using like a dropship program right now. Mm-hmm. What kind of process did you have to pick the right um, vendors, sellers, distributors, kind of a thing? Like, how did you know which one to go with? So I started out with just doing a lot of research because um, there are plenty of website vendors like print on demand and drop shipping that you can choose from. There's like Printify, there's Printful, there's a bunch of like smaller companies that do this kind of thing. But I decided to go with the most uh, universally known one, which is the Printify. And I found that through YouTube. So I watched this girl, um, oh gosh, what's her name? She has really great YouTube videos about dropshipping. If I can remember it later, I'll mention her. But anyway, she mentioned Printify. Um, they have so many things that you can print on. They've got cups, shirts, uh, doormats, like seat covers, magnets, like cats, everything. They have everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, a vendor can go through Printify and and do your shirt. So I'm going through this company that's based in America. And I chose them because they had really good reviews. Um, And so then I ordered some samples from them just to make sure that the print quality was what I was looking for. Um, And it was great, so I'm choosing them. But everything is done through the Printify website and then a vendor within the Printify website. So yeah, there's a million options, but I think Printify is a really great place to start, even with like, the stickers, Amanda, if you are, if you don't have like your own cricket machine or you don't want to go oh, through yeah, like no. sticker app or something like that, you could start with uh, a drop shipping print on demand where they print everything for you and ship it out for you. It is like a higher cost to do that and your mar- your profit margin is lower, but to get you started, it could be a really good option. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long would you say it took you to like really from beginning to end, like the idea conceived the second time around for you, of course, but to the point where you're like, yes, I'm satisfied with this product to put it out there and feel good about my name being attached to it. Um, honestly, it was a leap of faith. It was like within a matter of a month and like getting my oh, wow. very first, very first sale. I was like, oh gosh, like, ah, I hope this is good. <laughs> like, uh, cause I, a lot of the times you don't see all your products because it is drop shipping. You have a lot of faith putting it into your uh, your Printify, making sure the design is perfect. And then you're like, okay, I, I hope that the customer is satisfied. And so I reached out to my first, like, I don't know, three to five customers just to see, because all of them ordered different things mm-hmm. and saw if they were satisfied with it and they were. And so I knew that the quality was good. And I had ordered myself a sample and I liked the quality. So um, yeah, you just have to be careful, like double checking your design, making sure there's no flaws on it because once that's shipped out, it's shipped out, you know? Um, So yeah. Would you, um, what was I gonna ask? Um, Oh, once I know um, you don't have your hands on product because you're using that drop ship. So you don't actually mm-hmm. do it. I know I've ordered things from like online through Instagram, but it's a small business and they do have hands on and they'll put like a handwritten note mm-hmm. um, in there. When you get your product, you're like, thank you. And it'll say like, thank you so much for supporting our small business, a little 
Like it's handwritten. It's not one of those mm -hmm. printed to look handwritten. Those yeah. are amazing. Do you do any sort of like follow-up email or like, do you have your vendor do like a little insert into the package by any chance um, as a thank you or welcome to my brand kind of a thing? I would love to do that. Right now, the vendor, I don't think they do that. They just send it like in a in a package, which is pretty impersonal. And mm -hmm. I don't love that. Like I do wish that I could send a note. Um, I think they just started having an option um, through Printify to add like a, a personal note, which is great. Um, so I'm gonna look into that because it does make a difference. Like when you yeah. can be like, thank you so much for supporting me. I did follow up with a couple of people um a lot of people will message me on instagram and tell me hey i just ordered a shirt and i'm like okay great and then i'll follow up with them and and ask them how they like it um but yeah i would like to add a little bit more of that personal touch to it because it does make a difference um but right now they don't they don't yeah. do that just because it's like you know through a company yeah, that's my designs, but they but they package it. So I can't like add my cute pink to like I would add like <laughs> pink tissue paper and like little things like that. Mm -hmm. Um the one thing that I have been able to personalize are like my sticker orders because I do have these in person. I decided to stop going through the the print provider to send out stickers because they were charging four dollars for shipping per sticker which is ridiculous i mean how much yeah. does it cost to ship something this thin you know so right um i just ordered a bunch on my own and i'm going to ship them out and i have shipped out quite a few and i you know put them in a card and write them a note and that way it's like flat and it costs me 60 cents rather than four dollars four dollars so, yeah yeah so that's been fun i like doing that but mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, if I had all the shirts and in inventory at my house, that would be that would be pretty tough. But it does add that personal touch. I just I just want my company to be a little bit more hands off because yeah. that's how it fits into my life. You know, I don't oh, have time yeah. all the time right now to, to package it. But hopefully, actually, in the future, if this did become a big enough thing, I would like to have inventory and do that um, and do my own printing because you're going to save on printing costs too and you're going to save on shipping and and all that all that stuff so maybe someday but yeah i got to look into that personalized note thanks for reminding me on that <laughs> i know just the the people that i've bought from that have those notes like it just stands out more in your mind you're like oh this is a real person not just um you know an e-commerce drop ship drop ship drop shop ship. kind of a thing yeah totally. so but yeah. it's also nice whenever you follow somebody on Instagram and you see, oh, this is a real person, mm -hmm. you know, not just some conglomerate that made a cool design that I like. So, yeah. And I, I pretty much respond to anyone that messages me on Instagram because it's just me. I say we like, <laughs> hi, Jingo, like we want to show you, but it's just me. So if you reach out yeah. to me, I'll respond. <laughs> I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Okay, so um, Julie, you just put out the new Barbie stuff, totally on point with current events. What else do you have kind of set up in the pipeline though? What's next? Uh, well, I am looking into the Halloween collection now. I was just gonna say, <laughs> it's her time of year. Back to my roots. Um, yeah, so I'm working <laughs> on that. And then I'm also working on some uh, digital downloads. So we're looking to do 
like resume downloads, uh, like templates, I guess I should say, um, where you're trying to do some like note templates. So like you can bring it to the doctor and be like, this crown is this, how old, you know, when was it placed? What's the complaint? And just like be able to hand them a slip. Some, some offices like that. Um, and then I'm also looking into doing like more pajamas and like, uh, like blankets and like more fun stuff like that. Like I'm obviously going to do more t-shirts, but I want to add as much stuff to my website as possible because you just never know who wants whatever. But I know last time we talked to Amanda, you were super interested in the pajamas. So oh, yeah. I'm still <laughs> working on the, that idea. I think it would be super fun. Um, so yeah, but Halloween is the next thing on the roster. So that should be dropping on August 15th, which is five days away. So I got to get cracking. Yes, <laughs> I've got like, like two or three shirts, but I'm trying, I'm probably going to try to do like eight. So I got to start working on that. Probably after we finish this, I'll start drawing, but I already have one. I have one up on the website now. Nice. Let me check that one out. Yeah, it's a little Halloween. ghost holding holding a toothbrush. He's cute. <laughs> Halloween has to be such a different experience in Arizona, where it's still like a hundred degrees outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not uh, like you see in the movies. You know, ever <laughs> there's no crisp air. It, it's just hot, oh. and everyone ends up like ditching their costume because it's all made of like what polyester and like oh, yeah. hot, like sticky fabric. So you're just like ah, we'll just go out oh. in shorts and. That's fine. Okay, Halloween in Utah, it's like your mom tells you, put a jacket on and cover up your costume, and the kids are all <laughs> throwing tantrums because they don't want to cover the costume mm -hmm. up, but it's too cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, typically. it's So when I moved to Utah, um, it baffled me. People probably spend just as much, if not more, money to decorate for Halloween than they do for Christmas. Like oh I have never seen so many twenty foot skeletons in my life, or like there, front yard graveyards. It, there like, is like an obsession. Baffled. Yeah, yeah, it's a cult following. Yeah, I have noticed that. And even in like the recent, most recent years, like there is a cult following for Halloween with like Gen Z, and now like yeah. millennial is definitely getting on the train. But there's like an obsession with fall. So I'm like, hopefully these Halloween. Uh, merch will sell really well because everyone just it loves Halloween. I don't know. Pumpkin spice but, latte. But the fall crowd and the Halloween crowd are not the same because I am That's the true. cold fall follower but like I don't get into Halloween. Like yeah. I just like, I don't love it. Yeah I'm not into that whole thing but I'm, I'm not putting like dead things in my front yard <laughs> unless it's a pumpkin that is now off the vine so obviously it is dying but it's just not my not my jam. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I, sh I should probably do like a fall line and a Halloween line for the. Definitely. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah. To appeal to everybody because like yes. Amanda, not everyone wants a ghost <laughs> on their t-shirt, I guess. That's so Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't wear one, but I probably wouldn't buy one. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. So, but if you put a cute pumpkin on there, I'm like, uh, you got my attention. So. Maybe I'll make some cute pumpkin pajamas then. Pumpkin cute yeah. pajamas. Oh, yes. Well. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Julie, what advice would you give to other dental hygienists, 
seeking to do this like entrepreneur route like you have like what what kind of insight would you share i would say do a lot of research before you jump into just you know opening a website because there is a lot that goes into it that i thought i had researched i mean i'd researched hours watched so many videos on how to open your shopify and all this stuff <clears throat> and by the time i got to it i was like holy crap there's so much more that i still need to learn and so i spent mm -hmm. even more time on youtube um but yeah doing your research is going to make it so much easier and it'll help you prevent you from getting really overwhelmed with it because there were times where i i almost wanted to give up but i'm like no like i i've looked into this enough i think i know where, where to keep going from here but i could easily see how someone would just give up uh super easily so a lot of research a lot of youtube um you know don't be afraid to ask your friends for some help if you need ideas that kind of thing but it's not it's not really something that you can just so easily jump into. Etsy's a little different. I think it's a little easier because you don't have to shut up, set up your shop uh, on a website and like buy a domain and buy like the rights to your name and then get like a, not like an LLC, but just like a, a business name, um, that kind of thing, LLC. So you don't have to really do that for Etsy. So it's a little easier to do that. But if you are doing your own website, then yeah it's gonna it's gonna take some time and probably have a little patience with yourself because you're not gonna do it overnight even though you all the guys on youtube say you can open your shopify mm -hmm. in 24 hours and i'm like mm -hmm. yeah you can do that you can absolutely open a shop in 24 hours but is it gonna be running and is it gonna look good is it gonna probably make not. you money is it gonna make you money <laughs> probably not so yeah. i follow this this guy who does print on demand um training on facebook and that i that's how i get a lot of my information too but a lot of people will post their websites i'm like hey can you can you rate my website to the feed and i'm like ah, like how are these people getting sales because it looks so undone and so unprofessional and i can tell who did their research and who didn't and i hope nobody looks at my website and thinks that but yeah there's a couple of people on there i'm like you should you, you'd benefit from doing a little bit more research <laughs> well i've been Thank on your so website much. it looks very clean thank you i tried i try you you did it you didn't try you did it yeah because you have to you have to be aware of like pricing too like how much people are willing to spend and then you have to incorporate the cost of shipping into that price um and so like before i actually had my shirts as like uh 20 25 dollars or something like that which is totally more affordable however the shipping on each shirt was so expensive it was like six dollars a shirt or seven dollars so every time let's say they wanted you know two shirts that's 50 plus now 14 dollars sorry my dog is playing with the toy um <laughs> um so now they're paying $14 for shipping for these two shirts. And I'm like, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. So mm -hmm. I raised the prices of the shirts a little bit so that I could offer free shipping. Um, mm. And that's just, you know, one thing that I had to learn through a month, you know, I had my shop open for a month and I wasn't getting a lot of sales because of the shipping costs. And now that I've tweaked that a little bit, I've, you know, been doing a lot better, but I had to learn that type of thing. So 
free shipping yeah. is definitely enticing. I think yeah. years ago, years and years ago, like as a student where money was, you know, not as abundant as it is now as a practicing hygienist, mm -hmm. that was always such a deterrent. It was like, okay, I can buy this for $20 or whatever, but then it's the stinking $6 that is on top of that, plus the tax, mm -hmm. whatever, that was just like, nope, I can't, this is now in a different price point that I just can't afford. Yeah. So I, I think like that's huge. I feel like shipping makes or breaks it too. Like you're like, yes, I've got mm -hmm. this whole cart of stuff. And then you're like, oh, $2 of shipping, forget it. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what, the way that I am on like Amazon or something. I'm like, $300 order and there's like $3 in shipping and I'm like oh my gosh like forget yeah. the order it's fine so like you I don't like even give me free shipping. free shipping on $300 come <laughs> on who's the cheapo here not me yeah you so we do we do free shipping in in uh the U.S. and then uh for Canada I factored in the cost of shipping to the products and then uh I didn't want the product to be way too expensive. So I had to add a little shipping on top of that. But I think the max shipping for Canada is like $7, which I think is actually really good because most of the time it's like at least 15. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't get many orders from Canada though. I was going to so ask. Yeah. How many has it really had? Been. Only like two. So it, yeah. And one, one girl just asked me if I shipped to Mexico. I'm like, Oh, I should look into that. So it's just I hate charging for shipping, but if they're willing to pay it, then I suppose the we could do that. Yeah, as long as it's not outrageous. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you have I to want to be fair. Your bottom line. Yeah, I want to be fair to to the people. So, well, Julie, we have just a last few couple of questions here, um, but before we dive into like our signature questions that we love. Um, why don't you just tell everybody where they can find your merch? So my website's pretty easy, uh, hygieneglow.com. And then my Instagram is hygieneglowapparel. You can't currently buy through my Instagram, but you can get to my website through Instagram. Um, so those are the two, two places. I'm not on Etsy. I'm just on hygieneglow.com. And I wanted to point out and again say I appreciate that you actually carry extended sizes in your t-shirts because that has definitely not always been the case. So you carry, what was it, a 3X up to a 4X? Uh, it depends on the item, but I think most of them go up to 3X and some of them go up to 4X. Yeah. So I mm -hmm. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, signature questions. Is that the time right. now? Yes, yes, it Here is. Here we go. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, what do you wish you would have learned in school that took you years to learn as a dental hygienist? Um, I wish I knew how to gracefully talk to them about what kind of treatment they needed, um, you know, in a way that they can understand. And, uh, you know, I don't want them to think that insurance will dictate their treatment, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So, it's hard when you're like, you need this type of, you need this type of cleaning and here's why. And they're still, they just don't understand. They think, you know, you see them as a price tag or you see them as like, I don't know. It, there's just a way to talk to people and tell people and encourage them what they need so that they'll actually do their treatment. And when I first got out of school, um, I just, I just didn't understand why they didn't understand. And so um, using like 
you know, more personal terminology rather than you need scaling and root planing. You could say you need uh, a type of gum therapy and then go from there and explain it further. And then you can tell them the formal name for this is scaling and root planing because, but um, talking to them on their level was something that I had had to work on to really build that interpersonal relationship. Mm -hmm. And it took me probably a year of practice to 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 say things to them where I felt like I could really connect with them and they understood the treatment. And I rarely now, I rarely get people rejecting SRP, I think just because of the way that I phrase things. So that's just one big thing that I think comes with time. Very true. It is very, very true. Yeah. Um, what piece of advice do you wish you could go back and give yourself as a new grad? Uh, there's two things. One, invest in your health. Uh, you know, not every office is going to have that saddle stool. So if you're planning on being a hygienist for a really long time, you should probably get yourself a really nice quality saddle stool that you can bring with you. If, you know, if you're staying at an office for two years, great. If you stay out an office for 10 years, great. If you stay out an office for one day, they might not have the chair you want. I wish that I had gotten a saddle stool. I'm looking into one right now because I'm definitely feeling it in my body. Um, but the saddle stool, you know, invest in that. Uh, massages would be awesome because over time it's gonna it's gonna hurt. So monthly massages, if you can afford that, there's a lot of um, good options to do that. I've mm -hmm. recently started going to the massage schools because they are like forty bucks, but I can get a massage every week because I can afford forty bucks a week versus like one hundred and thirty. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, investing your health. The second thing is knowing your worth as a hygienist, even if you're a new grad, don't settle for an office just because you're new. Um, you you want that office to match your standard of care. You want them to match your values. And if they don't, then there's plenty of options out there and, and you can find something that's perfect for you. And I understand that it's harder to get a job as a new grad and you might wanna take the first job you can get, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, test the waters, <clears throat> see if you like it, but don't stay at a job just because you think, uh, because you're new, you won't find something better, you know, like always explore your options, know your worth and, and go from there. Very true, very true. I feel like almost the common denominator of everybody that we interview and ask these questions to, they almost always say like, either temp first before you commit to a job or mm -hmm. really don't lower that standard. And yeah, I would, I would totally agree. I probably stayed at offices longer than I should have because of toxic atmospheres and mm -hmm. just afraid to, to step out. So. Yeah. But that's all I part agree. of learning. I mm -hmm. mean, we, we didn't know that until we experienced that. So maybe someone has to go through that as well to, to know that. And then they can tell yeah. the next person and, but um, yeah, always be be trying to learn and seek out new information. Keep your feet wet on the newest information. So um, that's just the best thing you can do as a new grad is just staying informed. Yep. Okay, I okay. wanted to tell you guys something really funny about uh, my experience with the saddle stool. And yes, they are phenomenal <laughs> seats. They, they do everything they promise. They are fantastic. We actually have one in the office I'm at right now. 
and I can't use it. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Oh, I think um, we probably know why. <laughs> the the doctors are so much taller than me that when they come in and they sit down, they raise the chair up. And then when they get off, they keep it so high. I was like trying to climb into the chair <laughs> after every single exam. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, yeah, I, it's like you really are climbing on a horse. I yes, literally climbing oh on, a, on that seat to get in. And I'm like, you know, I just can't do this every exam. That's so, so funny I, you say it. I gotta. I'd love to bring it back into the op, but it was just a disaster. Every time someone had to watch me, like <laughs> I feel like I lost all credibility once you watched me try to. to like, so funny you say that because I the last time I had a saddle school was at my last office, and the the dentist would also raise the chair up, and there'd be times where I try to sit on it and I would miss it, and I would like fall backwards. <gasps> that is my like, fear. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, it would get kind of annoying. But after a while, he just started uh, like raising the patient and standing and doing their exam and not even bothering sitting because I think he didn't like the way that it felt on him for obvious reasons. Men don't quite like the saddle stool as much as the women do. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I get that concern, Joffrey, for sure. <laughs> It is my constant fear. I don't have a saddle stool, but any chair, like there have been so many times that I feel like, oh my gosh, I almost fell and had a disaster in front of the patient or hurt myself. That's like, mm -hmm. I don't know why. That's just like such a fear of mine. Have you guys ever tripped over the x-ray sensors before? And ripped it out of a patient's mouth? Mm -hmm. Not in a long time, but yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. It's happened. Oh. Um, I once had like a 10 year old or some, something like a little tiny kid in the seat. And I had stood up to go check something on the computer and I just turned back around and that little kid pushed my chair out and I <gasps> fell right on my butt on the floor because oh I wasn't even looking for the seat. It was just <laughs> Lean over, come back, seat's gone, I'm on the floor. Oh. He's hysterically laughing. Like, oh my gosh. Why did you do that to me? You're like, I'm glad I can be so relatable for you. <laughs> Little turd. So funny. <laughs> that is him. so funny. Okay, but oh, have gosh. you ever been thrown up on though? That's the real question. No. No, knock on wood, no. Nope. And never because twice. Ew. I can't. Twice. I can't do that. It was it was when I first started practicing. I was at a Medicaid office. Once I will take responsibility for this one, like 50% responsibility. She was special needs. I was using the ultrasonic. I was pretty new. I was probably grounding her a little bit. So mm -hmm. she survived she you know she took precautions and survived um so it wasn't a huge mess her parents took care of her it was embarrassing for me but um they we rescheduled and i scheduled her with another hygienist so like i i can't do it i can't take care of her i felt bad mm. second time it happened not my fault not my fault this mom brought her child in after lunchtime and I was cleaning, using the ultrasonic, and all of a sudden, just 
chicken nuggets start spewing up and oh, like no. out of nowhere no sign of anything and i mean i am covered i am oh covered. no and oh. i'm like what the heck and she goes oh yeah he wasn't feeling good today so um i took him to mcdonald's before the appointment i'm like what in that sentence was okay with you? <laughs> he wasn't feeling good, so I took him to McDonald's and brought him to a dental appointment. It's like the worst <laughs> thing you can give to your sick child, too. Oh, right? Like, um, what? Did you go home after that? I, yeah, fortunately, I worked pretty close to this office, so I was able to go home and change and come back. And graciously, one of the assistants cleaned up the room. So I didn't oh, have no. to clean up. She felt bad for me. Oh, okay. I was very um, grateful. Experienced when I'm um, like you're doing scaling and root planning. They're they're numb and they don't close properly on the suction. When and it, what ends up happening is the water spews all down them oh, yeah. and like onto your pant leg. Have you guys gotten the wet pant leg yet? I think I think I spread far enough. I'm not in that zone. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about. I'm it's out of that. So icky when you. It's, it's definitely <laughs> happened to a patient when they're wearing like a white shirt and they're like oh. bloody saliva gets, and I'm like, oh no, like oh, you're gonna need some peroxide after this appointment. Men, <laughs> businessmen that wear like a white collared shirt, like mm -hmm. I get white lab coat syndrome in that white collared shirt because I'm like, I'm gonna get it dirty. There will mm -hmm. be something on it, whether it's blood, polishing paste, something's going to get on that shirt. So I will extra bib everything. Yeah, you got to tuck in that bib like like they're about to go eat crab or something. It makes me nervous. Like, oh, it's the worst for Have me. Have you ever gotten fluoride on somebody's shirt before? Today. Today, a little kid. It was a tiny speck, but, and he, yeah. like, he wasn't, like, the cleanest kid anyway. So I'm like, it's yeah. fine. But Yeah, here's some advice for new grads always apply fluoride with the bib on because if you get it oh, on their shirt yeah. it will not come out of their shirt and they never, will be very mad never <laughs> i think i got some on my scrubs one time and i think it has finally washed out after six months oh mine is still on my scrubs after like five years like it's like glue it does not come out it's crazy Ooh. so yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad we all share these experiences though because <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it makes me feel a little bit better about the hard oh. day at work. Um, yeah. Those little mistakes that make you nervous and yeah, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It should just be like any new grad feeling unsure about themselves, like just a little montage clip of all the terrible <laughs> things that have to me in clinic. Mm -hmm. Just this you are not alone video. I Yeah. That would be a fun series. That would be really it's actually theory. funny you mentioned that a couple years ago um i had made this mini like patient series on my instagram where it was like real life things that had happened uh during the day and just made like a spoof video like of course i love my patients like it's just i'm making the fun of them but say. at the same time it's just funny yeah like the things they say like, yeah um during covid uh is when i made these videos and one of them was like i did that that um snapchat filter with like the giant mouth you know what i'm talking oh, about they have like yeah. the giant mouth and it has yeah. like the high-pitched voice and it was like do you have covid do you sterilize those instruments like it was so ridiculous because these were things that people actually said to me and they're like you reuse those and like 
oh my gosh, like I haven't, I haven't left the house in, in months. Like I've been surviving off of top, dry, top ramen and dried beans. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like these are the actual conversations that I was having with people during COVID. <laughs> maybe I'll post them on, maybe I'll post them on my hygiene glow uh, Instagram just for fun. I just don't do want to offend any. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't think they're really you know offensive. What? Those are really funny. cute little stories or reels to have in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Do you follow? Cute. Do you follow like Jerry RDH or RDH humor at all? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like some of his stuff. Like I think if you didn't have a sense of humor, you would be offended by it. But I think he's hilarious. Like yeah, he is one of my favorite Instagrammers. But yeah. yeah. I think so, one of my videos too is like, is like um, me gargling, like, I need suction. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the most, like, you can swallow. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's just yours. And they're like, it's yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll post them. I'll see if, I'll see if I get a positive response from them. Hopefully. I, I am that patient when I, when I am flossing myself, I won't swallow after I floss. I have to spit it out. I get that. I do get that. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, thank you. It was a fun You're conversation. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Julie. Um, we'll Thanks for having me. And um, I hope this boosts your hygiene glow. Yes. Cells and I'll go purchase a Barbie shirt later tonight. And Amanda is going to keep an eye out for the pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkin yeah, pajamas. And the pajamas. Yeah, pumpkin pajamas, little teeth pumpkins. Yes. I, I started yes. working on the uh I started working on the orthodontic shirt, but I'm getting kind of a little bit of roadblock with how to proceed because um my inspiration was uh Metallica. Let's see if I have a picture oh. of it. Because of the skull, but I don't know if that's if I'm gonna continue on with that. But you should cool. do us skull with braces that's funny that's that's what i was gonna do was gonna be like metal mouth like metallica font you know funny. and yes. then a skull with braces but metallic yeah i can't really put metallica because that's a trademark or but, yeah okay what about metal militia have you are you familiar with metal militia mm -mm. you should just look up metal militia it's like a motorcycle gangy kind of thing and they're okay. into skulls metal militia I okay, feel like I will. That will give you some stuff. Yeah, see, this is how I get ideas. You just ask people <laughs> and, and they tell me to look it up, but I figure it out. Cool. Thanks, Amanda. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.